Hey everyone, welcome to Girl Talk Unfiltered. This is your girl Amber Rache and I'm with my co-host Kiana. And today is poetry night. So we'll be just talking about our love for poetry um, and I'll read a couple poems from my book and I'll talk about how I started writing poetry and my writing process, um, some tips on what to do when you have writer's block and much more. So Kiana, what do you think about poetry? I love poetry. I'm more of a listener. I love to listen to poetry or like open mics or spoken word. I like that type of thing. I'm not really that big on making my own poetry, even mm-hmm. though I can. I just prefer to listen to other people's art. Yes. Um, and that's how I am kind of with um, painting and stuff. I don't know how to paint, but I like looking at other people's painting. Um, so... What made you start writing poems? Like, how did how did your whole poetic journey come to you? So, it's crazy because, like, I used to be heavy into basketball. I used to love basketball as a kid. I grew up just a pure tomboy. And I guess, you know, that dream kind of changed. I shifted due to some stuff in my life um, that we're not going to get into, but... For some reason, I just was like a big, big reader. My grandmother used to always bring me to um, the library and she would just make me check out about like 10 books to read over the summer. And I feel like a lot of that reading kind of inspired me to write more. It, It gave me a lot of inspiration just to jot down my thoughts, jot down a poem. Like even some movies I used to watch when I was younger, even like Tyler Perry movies, I would like see women getting abused and it would just inspire me to write a poem uh, as a abused woman and writing from her perspective. So a lot of movies and um, books used to really spark my creativity with writing poetry. So that's really interesting. So what you're saying is you can basically put yourself into other people's shoes and kind of like just kind of get some of their empathy and kind of tell their story. So a lot of your poems don't necessarily have to do with you, right? Um, Yeah. So some of them do not have anything to do with me, but majority of them, they do. Mm-hmm. Especially when I was younger. When I was younger, I had a huge imagination. Like, Yeah, we all did. Yeah, like I would just write like about stuff. Like I even wrote a poem about, um, this is back when I was in ninth grade. I was like t- 14 years old. Um, I even wrote a poem about, me being abused physically I was in a I pretended like I I was in an abusive relationship and the way I described it you you would have thought it was me in this relationship and I you know I used to write on gspoetry.com that poetry site is shut down but I used to write a lot on there and some of the poems people thought it was about me and some people were like worried about my safety and stuff but nah but I can write very well um about a woman that's getting abused even though that's never happened to me maybe I got abused emotionally but physically I've never been in a physically abusive relationship so that really it's I think it's fun to write um about situations that you haven't been in but yeah stuff you could kind of like put your shoes in yes like I feel like it's a challenge too it's it's like fun because you know Talking about my own problems all the time, it can be, you know, it can be tricky for me. Like, I always do it. It's something I always do. But when you try something new and put yourself in other people's shoes, I think that makes a big difference. It Mm kind of, as a writer, I feel like it challenges you. Like I said, it challenges your brain. It makes you you think um, differently. Yeah, from like other people's perspectives yes. and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's one thing. I, you know, that's what I need to challenge myself to do um, soon because you know I don't I write mm-hmm. a lot about my personal experiences, especially my new poetry book falling um, was very personal. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys, some of the poems like are from when I was younger. Like I took some of my old poems, like the very beginning. Um, it was called Where It All Started. Those poems are very, uh, my. those are my my younger days. Mm-hmm. I was young. You kind of could tell. And in one of the poems, um, I forgot what it was called. It's called Foolish. It was called Foolish. It was saying him. It was saying him. And it was really about a female. So that poem, I decided to just keep him because 
it signifies how I was still in the closet back then. It signifies like I wasn't out yet, but I was speaking about a female in that um, poem, even though I said him. Right. So it's just crazy. And, you know, back then people were very homophobic and, you know, you know, I was just very in a different environment where I, than I am now. So some people knew I liked women and some people didn't. So I just would hide it. But, you know, it's crazy. I wrote a poem one day and this guy asked me, it was on a poetry site, of course. He said, are you a lesbian? Really? Yeah, he said, because he said, fuck you. Like, I, I wrote, excuse my language, guys. I said in the poem, it was, like, it was, a, it was, yeah, it was a sexual poem I wrote. Yeah. I, I was too young to be writing them type of, type of poems. <laughs> but I was like 14 years old. It said, I'll fuck you like a lady. So I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, you could say that about a guy too. But he pointed <laughs> nah. that out. He pointed that out. He said, what do you mean, fuck you like a lady? <laughs> So he kind of caught me and I kind of yeah. got tongue tied. I, I don't remember what lie I said, but I made up some type of lie because well, I didn't I'm, want him to know. Some girls, some guys be into that. So hey, right. you never but, know. That's not common though. Yeah. And, yeah. and as a kid, like, you know, I was like, oh shit, he caught me. Yeah. Like some people can like, you can hide stuff all you want, but sometimes that shit end up coming out. That's actually, it comes out. When you think about it, that's actually a really funny um, lyric or bar. Yeah. You, fuck you like a lady. You telling... A guy that I want to fuck you like a lady. Yeah, fuck me like a fuck it's you like a lady. Yeah, actually, pretty like funny. Honestly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But another question I want to ask you, Amber, is about. I notice when I when I read your poems, I notice they kind of have like a rap twang to them. So, did you used to rap or? So yes, I did used to rap. Um, <laughs> that's funny you asked that because you know. On that site, it was poetry at first. Yeah. It was strictly poetry. But some of them sounded like rap songs. I wasn't even trying. I would just, sometimes I would like listen to a beat to get some inspiration. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, 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 inappropriate shit. There was this older man. He was writing. He was, he was a great writer. Yeah. He was like a mentor for me on the poetry site. And the man had bars. I mean, he... That man, his talent was, it was, it was unbelievable how his rhyming was. And you could tell he's older because a lot of people on that site, their rhymes, their wordplay, it was like, whoa, mm -hmm. you could be somebody's songwriter. Exactly. So they did start sounding like raps. I noticed that. Um, and I noticed with practice. Um, it also made him sound good. Like people were saying, oh, I'm dancing. I feel like I'm dancing. I'm listening to a rap song and all this stuff. So yeah. I will say um, they did. I got a lot of influence, like inspiration from other people on the site. There yeah. was other people on the site. And, and this, here's something funny. That site was so lit. I'm going to shout y'all out. GSPoetry.com. Whoever had that site, I know the guy. I know the site got shut down because of profit reason. But that site was legit what made me who I am today. Um, I give a lot of credit to that site because I wrote 800 poems on that fucking site. Damn. 800 poems. That's and a lot of poems. That site was fucking lit. If so I, I have can, a question. Mm -hmm. When you write your poems, realistically, when you used to write on the site, how often were you writing? Were you writing like twice a week you write a poem? Was it every day? Was you writing five poems a day? It was every day. It was Sheesh. every. It was about every day. And I used to do it um, so I would go into school. It was high school. I was in high school. Yes. Before high school started, like class started, I would come in the library mm -hmm. and go on GS Poetry just to write a poem. And I'll look at other people's poems. I'll look at the comments that they put on my poems. It was a cool ass site. It was, okay, let me tell you guys something. I'm just so excited because this is like memories. Yeah. So like that site was so good. You get to collab with different poets. So like they, for example, you guys can make your own poem. Name it anything you want. They do their verse. Then when they're done it with their verse, they save it and they send it to you. Then you do your verse. It was almost like a rap. That sounds like a rap. Yeah, and you're collabing. And then then you get to showcase it for the world to see. You get to submit it. And then music, you could, you could decide to put music in the background. Mm -hmm. It was like, it felt like I was in a rap group. It was Monstar, was, uh, I forgot, Karay. Sean Love, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that's what he called himself. Um, but it felt like I was in a rap group. And as a writer, I thought that felt really, really good because it, 
You was getting a lot of practice in yes, too. That's yes. a lot. And I was getting a lot of followers. I mean, it wasn't a thousand, but it was a lot for my age. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I used to lie about my age on the website. You know, people were, I was 14 years old. I was lying, telling people I was 18. Mm-hmm. I was not no fucking 18 years old. I was 14, but I was writing like a grown ass woman. Well, we all do it. Yeah. And one thing I will say that. That um, experience really shaped me as a writer. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I believe that if you keep on writing and you get other people's comments on it, that's going to push you. I was just going to say that. To keep going. Like, I had a little bit of haters on there. I also had some kind of beef on there where I'm past that today. I'm older now. There was some kind of rap battling. And I'm not real beef. That's just like, you know, a a friendly little poetry quarrel. That's not nothing serious. Just going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was a little bit of that. Some people, they look at that type of stuff like competition, though. So Mm -hmm. they, they enjoy that. It's just like with rappers when they beef. It's just like competition. Well, I was actually like virtual friends with someone on there. Yeah. And outside of the website, we got into it on Facebook about something stupid. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But she basically said some stupid shit in my inbox I didn't like. So um, I wrote my first diss track. It was a freestyle. And as a grown woman, now I look back at that diss track. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember a little bit of the, how it went. It was corny. It was like, whoa, that was bad rapping. That was that's how it is. When you look back at anything you did when you're younger, you might look back like, oh, cringy. Yeah. Just even like when you're on Facebook and you look back at your memories, you're like, oh, this is cringy. Yeah. But what I was gonna ask you is, why did you start writing? So like, I would say, I don't remember how it started. I. Like, really what don't. was that one thing that made you... I know it was, like, a whole bunch of things, but what was that one thing that pushed you to pick up that pen and say, I want to write down my feelings? That's a good question, what, Like, man. it's a good question, right? I don't even know. That's a sad thing. I just... It just happened. It just came to you? I don't Is there, even... All right, so what about inspiration? Is there any poets that you've seen that was like, you know what? I love... I should do this. So as a kid, I used to um, read Shel Silverstein. Mm-hmm. He was an older man, but he, like, made kid poetry books. Yeah. Um, I like the Shel St- Silverstein. He He's the one who made something called, like, The Light in the Attic. If anyone knows about that, you can give this a thumbs up or a good rating if you remember Shel Silverstein. Also, I was a fan of Maya Angelou. Um, she's a great writer, great poet. Rest in peace to her. Can't, I still can't believe she's going. It's crazy. I know. But she was really a heavy influence on me. Also, I will say music might have helped me. I was so what say I that. used to do as a kid, um, it was a commercial. And I don't know if you guys remember these commercials. They were they would come up at twelve in the morning. They'll be they'll be like late night love commercials. Telling Mm -hmm. you to buy these CDs. It'll be CDs with like love songs in their names. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would take those love songs and keep it as a poetry title and write a poem to it. I think that's what also got me started. Also just reading. Like I said, my grandmother used to bring me to the library constantly. And I feel like reading some of those books inspired me to want to pick up a pen and start writing. And be creative. Yes, because sometimes like... I would read books and I'm like, oh my God, I want to write about this situation so bad. I yeah. had a hunger for writing those situations. I, it gave me so much inspiration. Mm-hmm. So, yo, I'm speaking so passionately because I love yeah, poetry. Yeah, and that's inspiring just to hear somebody be so passionate about their craft. That's, Thank you. That's very inspiring for somebody else to look at. Just yeah. like, damn, she really enjoys doing this. Yes, and I don't talk about nothing else like that. I like, you know, other stuff too. All but right. so, yeah. so now I want you to tell me what you love the most about poetry? Well, what I love the most about poetry, um, there's really no rules to it. I mean, there's sonnets, there's haikus that you can do. There's um, different types of writing forms you can do. But I like the fact that you can free write. You can you can say whatever you want to say. You could do whatever you want with the poem, and it's still considered a poem. That's what I love about poetry. It's like not much rules to it. It's free. You can let your emotions out in any type of way you want without any judgment, without any type of um, scrutiny. That's true. So that's what I love about poetry the most. And the fact that like 
it's very therapeutic. If you don't feel like talking to people, if you feel like your voice is not being heard, you could just write a poem. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love. And it's so creative because there's different ways you can write the poem. Like you could write it in third person. You could write it from your point of view. It's different ways. It's very cool. And there's so many different lanes because there's so many different types of poetry. Yeah, I just started that. Yeah, um, it's different. so many. Like, for example, like with Rupi Kaur, you, the one that told me about her, if you didn't tell me about her, I would have not known anything. I wouldn't have known about the short poems. I just always assume that, you know, poems are long and descriptive because that's what I'm mm. used to, like back in the day, poetry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I like the new age. She's um, inspired me a lot. So, you know, anyone that knows my style, I write like in stanzas and mm-hmm. I still do that to that to this day. But Ruby Core, like seeing her style, it really inspired me to... Um, write less words but have those less words have so much meaning to them like she could write something that has two lines two lines mm-hmm. and it just means so much so much power with them so she's a very good writer um she talks about um her rape she's been through being like um she say immigrants like they were her family's not like they came to America and they couldn't speak English. That yeah. was a problem. It just shows many things that us women go through. She also talks about a lot of self-love, self-care. Yeah. I like that. kind of puts you in a good mood. Yeah, me too. It was the second book that she wrote that I really enjoyed. Which one is that called? Milk and Honey? or Not Milk and Home Honey. Homebody. Homebody. Yeah, I like Homebody. I could relate to that one so much. Yeah, and um, I also bought her Healing Through Words book. It's very new. It was about $22. Um, it was worth the money. It's a hardcover book. And it has a lot of writing prompts in it, writing exercises. So I think everyone who writes poetry or writes in general, even if you don't write poetry or anything, you should still get that book. It helps you like process certain things that you've been through in life that you probably didn't process yet. Some of the questions can be triggering, but I feel like if you've been through some stuff in life, um, it's very good to... Um, by that book it really make you think about stuff a little bit differently and the title speaks for itself healing through words so you're yeah. healing yourself through words and that's basically what i've been doing for years but i really love the book so mm-hmm. let's talk about your book oh yes let's talk about falling, your book falling and honestly what made you decide that you know what I want to publish my first poetry book. What was it that just made you? Because I know that's a lot to even build up the courage to be like, I want to put this out to the public for the whole world to see. Because everybody I know, they write poetry and they're just so secretive about it. What made you want to express it to the whole entire world? So with poetry, I've been ever since I was a kid. I had dreams of writing a poetry book. I just did not have the proper resources Mm -hmm. to go about it. I didn't know how to get published. I didn't know anything about it. I was a dummy to it. Um, So it's just sad. Maybe it wasn't timing. Yeah. Maybe timing wasn't right. Maybe I didn't push myself hard enough. But I mean, I was a kid. What you sometimes with kids, you got to have parents that kind of control that type of aspect you know those child actors you know their parents get them into certain stuff yeah my parents didn't really get me into that I mean so that could be one of them why but I really wanted to always write a book I really did I even went through a family member and she was like um you know poetry is really hard to get into and she's not lying it is difficult Mm -hmm. poetry is hard so I chose the the self-publishing route um And I'm very proud that I did that. Um, I'm a grown adult now. I'm 27 years old. So I was like, I looked into self-publishing. I actually started by calling this lady in my local area. She edits books and she helps you publish them onto Amazon. So she helped me a lot get this process started. She just said, first, I need a manuscript. And I did my manuscript. I picked out a selection of poems that I would like for the world to see. And that's how it all started. Wow, it's so crazy because I know you make it you make it seem like it's easy, but I know it's a lot more that goes into it. And, yeah. You know, kudos to you for doing that and getting that done. That's a that's a big step to be like, you know what, I just wanna 
I feel like I want to put out my own poetry. Even yeah. that alone takes a lot of courage and people don't know this about you, but you're kind of shy. So how do you feel like being shy and being not really in the public eye, but kind of in the public eye? Cause you're putting your work out to the world. Yeah. How, do, how does that kind of coincide with each other? So that one is kind of hard because, you know, since I did self publish, I do have to market myself and yeah. put myself out there. So, um, I have to kind of push that aside. Um, if I got to drink a cup of coffee to get some energy and speak more, I'll do that. But what I've been doing is trying TikTok. I've been using like words on a screen, like taking pictures. Like I use mm. Canva to write my words and that's creative. But one thing I noticed that I struggled with as a writer um, is performing spoken word because I'm used to just writing my poems in a notebook and that's it. Mm-hmm. Or like write, I used to like, read my poems out there to people but it wasn't like professional it was just like at a library or something like that it was never in a big crowd so that is one thing um it's a struggle I'm still working on it to this day is I really want to do spoken word I want to be like those poets that go out and um, recite my poetry in front of a large crowd that's something I dream of one day he'll get there but I I will say being shy in marketing your book, it is difficult mm-hmm. because you do need to put yourself out there. People don't know who I am because I am a new author. You know, and when you're a new author, you have to step outside your comfort zone. You have to. That's true. So what I've been trying, I tried TikTok. Um, that went very well. Um, and I was brave enough to post my face and show the world my myself reading from my poetry book. I also made an author page on Facebook. My name is author Amber Rache. If you guys want to check that out, you can follow me, like my page, um, give me my fee- give me some feedback on some of the poems I write on there. Also, I made a medium.com account where you blog. I haven't blogged. It's been probably about a week. Um, I find blogging to be actually very fun. I find it as like a hobby. Um, but one thing I like to blog about is self-love, self-care, how to beat writer's block. Um, because writer's block is the fucking devil. I just it don't, is. I don't like being, I don't like that feeling. So that's one thing I've been doing to put myself out there. One thing I would like to do is go to an open mic and perform. I'm very nervous to do that. Um, but I believe I can do anything that I put my mind to, especially like write, writing this book. I didn't think in a million years that I'll ever get to write a poetry book, but I did that. And I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. And that's, like I said before, that is a very big accomplishment and you need to pat yourself on the back because that is a lot. Yeah, I'm going to pat myself on the back right now. (laughs) (laughs) So the next question I have for you is, do you think that poetry is underground and how is it hard or is it easy to market? Um, In a way, so as a black woman... I think, this is my perspective, I could be misinformed. I could just not have the proper resources. But I noticed, even on TikTok, I feel like poetry can be underground. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's not that talked about, like, in a way. Like, TikTok, I'm, it's doing very well. I see a lot of people doing spoken word on there. I see a lot of people, even Ruby Court, look how good she's doing. So I'm like, you see how good she's doing. Mm-hmm. Is it technically underground if this poet is making so much money, she's getting this proper fame from her poems, but in a way it is underground because there's not enough of those poets. That's true. Like you could count on your finger how many successful poets there's been. Like you don't see them a lot on the media like that. You get what I'm saying? So in a way it is underground and that kind of bothers me because why is poetry um, underground? How can we make it more like, you know, out there more. How can we get more people to do it? I mean, it's a it's a blessing and a curse, though. Yeah. Because imagine the competition if it was so many people That's doing true. it. That is true. So that gives us writers some kind of um, leeway for us to be successful, you know, because there's, there's only so many of us, you know. So that's one thing. It's kind of like a tight knit community. Yeah, versus a ra- rapping. Rapping. Look at all those rappers. Yeah. That's a lot of competition. So it's just good that there's not as much competition. 
But right. at the same time, it's like it being underground in a way, yeah. But some people might not agree with me, and that's okay. But that's just how I feel in my perspective. Maybe later on in my career, I might see that it's not underground. You never know, you know. I think it's underground. <laughs> I personally think right. it's underground. Me it's too. not something that you just hear about, like Mm-mm. like a rap, like oh I'm going to this concert, right? You you're not gonna hear oh I'm going to spoken word. You rarely ever hear anything like that. It's it's really like underground because even me and you we were looking for spoken word stuff to go to and it was kind of hard find to it. find. Couldn't find it. So it's kind of underground in yeah. my opinion. It is. Yes, it is, and I wish it wasn't. You know, but. You just have to look at it like if it's like that, that means it's not that much competition. I mean, there definitely is competition, but it's not overly saturated, which could be a good thing. Yes. You could be that one it factor like Rupee. She's like that one it factor for younger poets. Yeah, she's good. She really. That's um, what they talk about. It's her. She really changed the game. Um, and I hear people talking bad about her and I don't agree with the stuff they're saying. Oh, they're saying that her work is not poetry. Um, first of all, poetry is anything that you decide to be. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's how I feel. You cannot tell somebody this is not poetry. If this, if they call it a poem, it's a poem. I don't care if they write a fucking list poem. It's still a poem. They could write like, say, for example, I wrote, um, a a poetry title called angry. I'm going to list all the things that makes me angry. That's still a fucking poem. Right. I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but at the end of the day, it's still poetry. It just might not be your cup of tea. It's just right. like, say, I might look at a piece of art and it might look like, yeah, for lack of better words, it might look like shit. However, right. somebody could sell it for, I don't know, maybe $300. Yeah. And that's their work. That's what they want to sell it for. That's their art. Poetry and art is kind of subjective. Yes, it is. So it's like, and in a way, I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. It is subjective because there's some people's poems, like, I get bored. I don't like it. Yeah. Because it sounds like a, um, it could be a novel in a book. And I don't re- really read novels like I used to, you know. But I like Ruby Kaur's work. I like Maya Angelou. I like, um, I, haven't, I haven't read Robert Frost in years. But if you guys have any ideas of any poets I can read, um. Just even your poem, you guys can share your poems, you know, you guys can request to be on this podcast and get interviewed by yep. one of us. Yep. We can interview you and promote you and share it to my social media accounts, Kiana's social media accounts, you know, that'll be very great just to link up with different writers, different poets and just see what inspires you the most as well. Yeah. What we really want to do for this podcast which is going to be on Fridays is we really want people to call in, give their opinions, their, their input of poetry, even share some of their poetry with us. We can do an interview with you. We just really want to get people out there. Cause like we said, it's definitely underground. Yes, it is. And it's hard to put yourself out there. So that's what we want to do with this segment right here. Yes. That's, and um, don't be shy. Don't be shy. You guys can reach out to me at my on my email, amberrc11 at outlook.com, or you can reach out to me through my social media, my Facebook, um, author Amber Roche, and you can request to be on the show. And even if, you, if you're really shy, even if you're a first-time poet, you just started doing poetry and you're shy, if you want to, you can email her. You can say, do me anonymous. Don't say my name. Yeah. We can still do that. Yep, that'll be nice. Yeah, yep, you can do that, and I, we can interview. Or you can even if you don't want to be interviewed, we can also you can just share a poem and then get off. Exactly. You know, it's just all, and we can me and Kiana can give you um our feedback on the poem. We are very nice. We would never bash a poem. That's one thing I don't believe in being mean about a poem, telling uh, telling you we don't like it or something. Because I've seen stuff like that before. People giving. Um, feedback that was not constructive so yeah constructive criticism is fine like we're never gonna be like oh my god this sucks or this is right. we would never do nothing like that like we might be like oh we like this um I feel like at this part maybe you could do this but then again you don't have to take our advice because we like we said poetry is definitely subjective everybody yes, you know so yes it is 
but we definitely want to make this a poetry segment that's very interactive we want to have people call in we're gonna we want to do all of that yes and uh the, what what are the type of poems that you enjoy reading, Kiana? Do you have any specific poems that you like? Do you like like the the topic love, heartbreak, grief? Like it could be general as that. I like love poems. I also like poems. This might be kind of taboo, not really. I like poems that talk about sex. Mm-hmm. I like poems that are super descriptive. I like to feel like when I'm reading a poem that I can picture the whole thing in my head. I like yeah. descriptive poems. Yes. Um, I like poems that are about love. I love love poems. That's how I kind of started off my career as a writer. Love poems. Um, I do also like grief poems because, you know, it helps me get through some of my issues with I have with grief. So, and heartbreak. I just love, I love poems filled with emotion. Yeah. I want to feel that emotion. I want to be able to relate to that poem. Mm -hmm. So when I can relate to a poem, I automatically like it. I don't care how you wrote it. As long as I can relate to it, I'm automatically going to love it. And that's the beauty of poetry. That's the beautifulest thing about it. So if you guys don't just feel, just feel free to share your work. And so you said milk and honey was your favorite. So I want to say also rest in peace to Tupac Shakur. His poetry book is really good. Um, His book is so good that I... I remember um, getting it from a local library and I kept checking it out constantly and I finally ended up just buying it. That's how good his book is. And I want to achieve that with my readers. I want you guys to find my poetry book in a library. My book will be in a library. It's one library. Um, It'll be in Windsor Public Library, but I don't know if it's going to be having access, access to other libraries, but I want people to love my poetry book so much that they just keep going back and reading it because mm-hmm. that's how good his book was and his poetry kind of reminds me of mine's in a way because it has like that rappy feel yeah, to, yeah yeah and i'm trying to get away from the rappy feel because i don't want to be too rhymy but that is technically my style right but um with today's generation you know i'm growing up you know i like to switch it up a little bit you know so i will be reading a few poems today just so you guys can hear my style, I'll be reading a few poems from my book. And that's pretty much it. Kiana, I just want to ask you as a reader, you know, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on my poetry? Like, what are your favorite poems from the book Falling? My favorite? Like, I know you liked For the Introverts. I know you love that. I like For the Introverts. There was another one that was about marriage. I forgot the that name one of is that called one. July. I love that poem. I'm going to describe the, the poem. I love July because in that poem, like I said, I like descriptive poems. Literally, when I read that poem, I imagined the whole thing. Two people walking down the aisle, getting married. It looked beautiful on the beach. It just, it, <laughs> I like stuff like that because I imagine it in my head. I really enjoyed that poem, especially because it was kind of lighthearted. Right, right. And I could be very dark, so. <laughs> you think you could be dark. I listen to some dark poems. I know. And, you know, one thing I will say, shout out to Kiana. She really helped me um, get through this writing, you know. I've always wanted to write a poem, you know, poetry book, but I just never had that drive. Yeah. To actually do it. I thought it was much harder than it actually was. That's my issue. And you know when you overthink something, you're like, oh, this is too hard. But when you really actually do it, it was a piece of cake. And you also have to think about it like this. You can't just say, oh, this is hard. I can't do it. But you, what, what the hell are you doing? You're yeah. not doing anything. So, I mean, what's the worst thing? Rejection? I feel like rejection is better than not putting yourself out there and just assuming that you're going to be rejected or assuming that mm-hmm. it's not going to be good. You, right. You know, you, you never know until you put yourself out there. And I always say, I feel like the sky is the limit. You just have to always make sure you are putting your all into it and making sure every time you write something or whatever your craft is, just make sure you get better every single day. Yeah. And um, one thing I will say, people ask me a lot, like, what are the, like, so now that I'm an author, people love asking me. I've gotten a lot of emails about this. What are the pros and cons of being an author? Mm-hmm. You know, especially a new author at that. 
What um, are they? I would say the pros are, you know, it's it's just I'm I'm, I'm speechless. Seeing your work on a table in a book, it's just a beautiful feeling. You did this. You created a masterpiece. You know, and that's what I've been trying to do for years. And that dream finally coming to life. Also, like, just seeing how beautiful the cover is. It's cute. Mm -hmm. Falling is cute, you know. It's a cute book. It's a cute, it's like five by six. It's very cute. And it's matte. It's matte. It has like a matte finish and it's a woman. And it's a short read too. So yeah, it's you not pick long. it up. You could finish it in a weekend. Somebody like me, I'll finish that in a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's how yeah. I am about poetry. So, I mean, the cons to being an author, I will say is that writer's block. So when you're an author and you want to keep on putting out work, Writer's block can be your worst um, enemy because you want to write so bad, right. but you just do not want know what to put in that paper. And I notice writer's block can really keep you stagnant. That's true. Like it really could keep you stagnant. Like there's been times that I've had writer's block for weeks and I was like, you know what, let me just give up. But then I'll go back to it and then my writing be fire. Like it'd be mm -hmm. good. So sometimes you need that break. Yep. Um and I even wrote a blog post on medium.com of how to beat writer's block instantly. So I will go over that with you guys all. If you guys do not have medium, I know you need like a membership, but I will go over some ways that I get rid of writer's block. Um, also healing through words again by Ruby core. She helps with that. So I feel like that book is so helpful. Like when you're dealing with writer's block, but another pro is you now have access for readers, you have access for readers to read your work. So when you're just writing poetry in a journal, it's unpublished. No one can see it. But now that it's published, you have a chance for the whole world to see. Sure. And I think that's a beautiful feeling because this is what I want. I want people to read my book. I want people to um, be able to relate to it. I want people to see my work and be like, wow, I've been through this. I can feel her pain. You know, mm -hmm. and falling, I will say it's a very sad book. Um, not all of it is sad. It's it's sad at the beginning, but then at the end, it's sunshine. Right. It's not all rainy thunderstorms. The sunshine comes at the, towards the very end, and that's just the beauty of pain, heartbreak, grief. You will see sunny days. This is what falling is all about. Falling is I'm falling. There's a picture of a woman on the cover. She's falling, but she's falling gracefully. She's not on the floor. She's not um, crying. She's not screaming. She's falling in a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. She's falling gracefully. So what do you think when you look at the cover? I just want your opinion as well. Like, what do you think when you look at falling? You see how she's kind of like falling? Like she's beautifully, like she's like posing as it she's looks falling. like she's falling gracefully. Mm -hmm. She looks kind of vulnerable because she's naked, I would assume. Yep. But she's falling gracefully. You can see how her hair is. It's flowing in the wind. Yeah. I have one more question for you. Oh, sure. Yes. Okay. So uh -huh. my question is, I know you're eventually going to write another book. So mm -hmm. you published your first book. Do you have any advice or things that you wish you would have did with the first book that you know you're going to do with the second book? So what I wish I would have did with the first book, I wish I would have written... Um, a poem, like more poems that were more, I would say more positive, yeah, like encouraging, mm -hmm. lift people up out of these tough situations. I mean, it wasn't like, there was one that was kind of like, for the introverts was positive. Oh, yeah. But I wish I can create more, I wish I would have put more of that in this book, but this book was not about that. So Life of an Empath, my new book, um, I'm just estimating it. It should be out probably in 2023. Mm -hmm. I'm giving it that long because sometimes with, with, a masterpiece, with a masterpiece with art, you have to take your time. Yeah, you don't want to rush it. Yeah, and I was like being unrealistic with that. I was saying, oh, it's going to be done in a year or two. I don't know when it's going to be done, but that's just my year. I'm saying 2023. Yeah. Oh, shoot. 2023 is coming. But that don't mean nothing. It but could be... 2024. You never know. But I, I'm aiming for sometime in 2023, um, maybe 
August of 2023. Yeah. You know, um, Life of an Empath. You guys will love this book. Um, it's about self-love, my journey to self-love, um, setting boundaries, learning how to say no, learning how to see the beauty in yourself no matter what people say, um, embracing embracing pain, right. embracing that stuff. You know, you know, in life people throw stones at you all day, but this book will help you to stand on your own ground despite what the world throws at you. And that's what I want my this book to be about, kind of holding your own ground as a woman. I want it to be about woman empowerment. Even men, stand strong. Yeah. And, and oh, oh yeah, sorry. I forgot one thing. What? It also will be life of an empath. Like the book says, it will show how hard it can be being an empath. And dealing with all of those situations. Yes. And how to, yeah. Because empaths, like, you take other people's problems and you kind of make them your own. You're trying to fix them. But at the same time, you're hurting yourself as well. You're putting all that energy and you're forgetting your own self. Mm -hmm. So, and that could be really difficult. And no one really talks about that. So I want to spread awareness to that. So this book is going to be awesome. Y'all going to love it. Trust me. And I'm also thinking about putting way more poems in it. Um, than I actually did in the last book. My last book was like 96 pages. So it's safe to say that, say somebody that's struggling with maybe anxiety, depression, or just somebody that feels down, or just somebody that needs a little bit of guidance, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody who's an empath. Yes. Do you feel like when they read your book, it's going to help them, inspire them, make them feel good? Yes, that is what I'm aiming for. So people with mental health issues... I want this book That's to good. make you feel good because I've, I've been there. I had anxiety, I had depression. I want you guys to read this book and say, you know what? I'm not alone. There's a million of other people in this world that's dealing with the same thing. But you know what? I got to wake up every day and mm -hmm. do what I got to do and find my purpose. And that's what this book is also going to be about. Because I feel like when you're depressed, you can't find your purpose. No. Because I've been there. But once you do something you're passionate about, something you really love, then you found your purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all, you know, even anxiety is very crippling, you know. Very. And sometimes even reading poems about it, it'd be like, damn, she went through that too. She's like speaking my souls. Like she kind of makes you feel better. Like you're not by yourself. Yes. Yep. So ladies and gentlemen, you would love this book, Life of an Empath. I'm going to work my ass off on it. If I got to keep editing over and over the poem, I'm I'm, I'm going to do that because I want to master this book. This book is going to be fire. I'm sure you will master Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Falling was a little dark. I mean, Falling is a great book. I mean, Kiana did give it her little opinion on it. When, oh. Tell them, tell them what you think. No, I think her book is wonderful. I just, I prefer the second half over right. the first half. That's just my personal so opinion. So tell them why. Because I just feel like the first half, like she said, those are poems from when she was younger, right? Right. And then the second half is like her as an adult writing poetry. I'm the type of person, when I listen to poetry, I like to listen to things that I can relate to, situations that I can relate to. I can't really relate to a situation with a younger a yeah. younger kid, what they're dealing with at school. or I, It's just preference. It's yes. nothing wrong with it, but it's just my personal preference. Exactly. And she's absolutely right because... You know, they were different. Yeah. You know, the, the beginning is like my vulnerability and love, you know, yeah. being a side chick, being that heartbroken, vulnerable girl. I used to be that one begging for attention, that one, that woman, that girl that didn't see the beauty in herself. But then as you go more forward in the book, this girl, as she gets older, she deals with grief. She deals with losing her grandmother, her grandpa, her father. She deals with um, scrutiny and um dishonor from her family yeah. she deals with all of that so that book tells a lot and then the end of it it shows when i was um 25 years old mm -hmm. coming of age growing up being mature how we all want love in life um how to write a poem july those are feel good one thing i do wish in this book i should have added more coming of age poems i could have put more you know, but that's okay. It's my first book. Yeah. But it's still a great book and you guys will love it. It's on sale for, I put the sale still down. $8.99? It is $9.99 now. Okay. It's $10, so $10. But 
it was $13, guys. So I lowered the price a little bit for y'all. Um, it's not that bad. It's on Amazon. You can it's, you can even get it if you got um, Amazon. Um, you got Kindle. If you got Kindle, it's, it's cheaper on there. Yeah, Kindle, I think, if you buy it, it's $2.99. And then if you got Kindle Unlimited, I think it's free, right? With Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. yeah, so that's how it works with Kindle Unlimited. It's a really great read. Um, and if you ever purchase my book, I want you guys to please just give me a review, rate it. You know, Amazon looks at reviews a lot, so the more reviews it gets, it looks good for me. And just to support me as an author as well, support me as a new writer. Yeah. You know, I would really love your feedback and your support. I appreciate all of you that purchased my book. I've gotten a lot of book sales for falling, and I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart because you guys didn't have to go out and read my book, but you did. Right. You know, you took your time out your day to read my book, read my art, and listen to my pain, and... That's that's all. That's enough you could do. That's worth to me more than a million dollars. Yeah. Fuck money. Like just people reading my work. I know some people. Some people they get mad. Like when you ask questions, they'll be like, say some people will say, well, how can I purchase your book? How can I? Some people get mad about that type of stuff. They'll be like, oh, how many times do I gotta I gotta tell y'all like. Just be grateful that you're getting the purchase because I go mm -hmm. some, through something similar because I have a cooking channel mm -hmm. and there's not to get off subject. But right, right. I have a cooking channel. There are so many people that I have a video. They will ask me, so what do you do after you do this? What do you do after you do that? How long do you put this in the oven? You know, in my head, I'd be like, just watch the video. Right. But out loud, I say to myself, I'm just so grateful that so many people are right. watching my video. Let me go. Let me give her. Let me let me be a nice person and actually tell her. So with that being said, I just want to say, because I know there are some people on here that are poets or just authors in general. When people ask you, how can I find your book and purchase it? Don't be snappy about it. You should just be grateful. Like, damn, yes. Thank you, universe, God, whoever you praise. Just thank you. Thank you. I'm so thankful for the sales and everything. Because right. in the long run, they're feeding your pocket. Mm -hmm. You have to thank them. Yeah, You really do. You do. Because without them, you would be nothing. nothing. Yep. The readers, for me, they're everything. Yeah. Without readers... I'll be writing still, but I wouldn't be posting. You wouldn't be getting paid like nope, that. and I wouldn't be putting no book out. So this is truly for my um, readers, my exactly. supporters. I don't yeah. even want to call you fans, supporters. Yeah, supporters. Because, you know, I would support you as well, you know. Yeah. And you guys can also, like, let me know in the comments or rate the show, leave a review. What do you like about this podcast? What do you want to hear more from us? So, so this is the poetry night segment. Yeah, Messy Monday is completely different. I know some of you guys that watch poetry night, you guys probably are not going to watch Messy Messy Monday. <laughs> They're like night day. Yeah, if you hear me on Messy Monday and you hear me on poetry night, you'd be like, is that the same girl? <laughs> probably the same thing with Amber. But yeah, yeah, I'm just and I was going to read a few poems. Um, yeah, go ahead. Definitely from my book. Read. But you're right. Messy Monday is going to be different because we're going to be messy. But Poetry Night, I'm going to try to aim for. So we're going to do every Saturday. You want to do every Saturday? I want to do every Saturday. Okay. We're still coming up with a time, you know, based on people's responses of what days. We're trying to figure that out. It was supposed to be Fridays, but, you know, Fridays get kind of crazy. Weekend might be a little bit better. Yeah, so Saturday we're thinking about doing that. Plus some people will be off of work. It would be better for them to call in and stuff yes. like that. I think Saturday probably will be better. Yeah. So my first poem that I'm going to read mm -hmm. is called For the Introverts. If you are an introvert, you probably can relate to this. Not fighting to be seen. Sitting down hiding your face with a magazine. Not the loudest in the room, but the proudest in the room because you accomplished a lot of your dreams. You stick to yourself, but people that don't know you assume that you are mean. You enjoy time alone and being around people you fuck with at times. This poem is for the introverts. So misunderstood, behind the scenes, you still gonna shine. Yes, living at home for you is fine, but you prefer living in your own mind, especially when you need some alone time. Large crowds are draining, a few close friends, but a lot of acquaintances. You give most of your time to those who know you the best. Being around large crowds of people give you stress. You can be distant with people you are not close with, 
But loved ones, you never let them go too far. Optimistic, kind, realistic, smart, and alert. This poem is for the introverts that are not the loudest in the room, but deep down they are the proudest in the room because you accomplished many of your dreams. To me, you are a star, no matter who you are, even though you are not fighting to be seen. What you think about that one, Kiana? Sound like you describing me. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorites. Um, I love that poem. I love it too. You know, I don't know what inspired me to write it because maybe because I am an introvert in a way. Kind of. You know, I don't like being around too many people. I'd rather be by myself in large crowds. It depends where I am at, but large crowds can be very scary. Yeah. You know, there's sometimes like... Like, if I'm at a Chris Brown concert, I won't be as nervous. Because mm -hmm. I love Chris Brown. But if I'm somewhere I really don't want to be and it's too many people, I'm going to freak the fuck out and want to run home. <laughs> well, is that really an introvert then? Because, like, some people are introverts. They don't even do concert concerts because they're, like, so many people. It was anxiety, but I had a couple drinks, so oh, I was able. That helped I had a little too. of a drink, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that kind of helped me it loosen up because it's Chris yeah. Brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's Chris Brown. I love Chris Brown, so yeah, yeah. And what else? What poem do you want to? Do you remember any other ones? You want to read July since I talk so beautifully about it? <laughs> yes, all right. Okay, so July is a poem I wrote back in college. It wasn't that long ago, but I kind of edited it. But it was. Um, forgot what it was I think I was looking at an art piece and it just made it, it inspired this poem so called July <clears throat> light blue sky the grass is green the sun is rising the gazebo is in front reminds me of a summer wedding two people walking hand in hand walking to the entrance nervousness and excitement just to be married the two cannot contain it pink yellow bright flowers pretty as a picture Wish I could frame it. Gorgeous scenery. Everything is so perfect, even the sound of birds chirping. Nature is loud and clear. Two beautiful people standing in front of the gazebo, wishing this beautiful day can last forever. But fall is a few months near. No drama nor commotion. Two adults with their hearts wide open. Eye to eye, face to face. Vows are spoken about everlasting love and devotion rings exchanged. We are married in July. Family and friends could not make it, but who needs them when we got nature right by our side? That was a good one too. That that was beautiful. I really like that one. I love that one. So I guess what I should start doing um, to get some inspiration is look at an art piece. I was in an art gallery. Oh. And that kind of um, inspired me. I was—I forgot what painting it was, but it was some painting. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, let me write this. It reminded me of a summer wedding. So, yeah. You know, and it just also reminded me of my future wedding. So Cause I, I'm getting married soon. So shout out to us. We're getting married soon. So. Yep. That's going to be real soon. Yep. In Mexico. So. Definitely going to be a secret. So sh don't tell so much info. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you ready? I think it's about time to close it up. Yep, so we're going to close it up. Um, and thank you guys so much for watching, reading, listening to this podcast. Um, feel free to rate the show, subscribe to me, download it, and we'll be back next time. And thank you again. Bye. Bye.